بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In today's lesson, lesson number three, we uh, continue with the book, the six events from the uh, the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And today we start with the first event. The author says, Al-Mawdi' Al-Awwal, Qissatu Nuzul Al-Wahi, Wa fiha anna awwal ayah, Arsalahu Allahu biha, Ya ayyuha al-muddathir, kum fa'anzir ila qawlihi wa li rabbika fasbir. The author says, <coughs> the first event, and meaning the first event that the author wants to highlight, the first event that he wants you to pay attention to, is that of the qissa nuzul al-wahi. The, the event of the revelation. Okay, the start and the beginning of the revelation upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says, and in this event, the first verses that Allah azza wa jal sent to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he sent Jibra'il with to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, were the following, verse, the following verses, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, kum fa'anzir ila qawlihi, and it's the last verse, wali rabbika fasbir. Now, in this, Sheikh Fawzan, and he comments and he discusses this and this first point. There's more I need to come and regarding this first event that the author mentions. But we're going to and explain and talk about and discuss each point as the Sheikh Fawzan and he discusses it. Sheikh Fawzan, he says, and this is the beginning of the revelation to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and before the, the bi'tha, and before he was sent as a prophet, before he received revelation, he opposed the ways of the mushrikeen. Yeah, he opposed, and he used to be opposite to the ways of the mushrikeen and in Makkah. Lam ya'bud al-asnam. He never used to worship the idols. And he used to be opposite to that which his people were upon. And he said that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to go to the and he mountain and the cave and the mountain, the mountain which is called Hira, and that is in and Mecca. And he says that this cave is in the highest part of the the mountain and it is facing and the opposite to the Kaaba and it faces and opposite and to the Kaaba and he says فَكَانَ يَجْلِسُ فِيهِ الْإِيَّامِ وَالْأَشْهَرِ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ وَيَعْتَزِلُ عَنِ النَّاسِ so that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to sit in this cave for days and months Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keeping himself away from any the people. Keeping himself away any from his people. And that because he he never used to agree with what they were any upon from the 
worship of idols and certain mannerisms, certain actions that they used to get involved in, he وسلم, and he was opposite to that. So therefore he used to go to the cave and he saw that he can worship Allah Azza wa Jal and he away from them in tranquility. He says, the Sheikh Fawzan, he says that he وسلم, he used to worship Allah Azza wa Jal and he according to the religion of Ibrahim. Okay, according and he to the teachings and of Tawheed from the religion of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim. And he upon the uprightness and the Tawheed of the religion of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ja'ahu Malak wa fil says, and he, when he was uh, one day, in one occasion when he was in the cave, an angel and he came to him whilst he was in it. The angel said to him, and he read or recite. He said to him, he وسلم, said to him, I am unable and he to read. I am unable to recite. Fuzan mentions because he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he never used to be able to read and, he, or, and to read anything or recite anything. Ta'ala, and he says, and Allah Azza says, Ma wama, wama Allah Azza mentions and in a verse in the Quran and which proves what the Shaykh is mentioning here regarding the Prophet Sallallahu and Allah says neither did you read any book before it nor did you write any book with your right hand yes yeah, so this and he verse and he indicates that the Prophet Sallallahu and he before revelation he never used to read any books he never used to need to be able to read any books and he never wrote any book and he with his right hand. So therefore he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he was unlettered as the Sheikh mentions here. La yaqra wa la yaktub. He never used to be able to read and he never used to be able to write. And so the angel who came to him and he was angel Jibra'il he said to him iqra read and he again he said I am unable to read. Says then the angel embraced him, embraced him tightly, very tightly. Then he let him go and he said, Iqra. Again, he said to him, Read. And the Prophet then replied, I am unable to read, I'm unable to recite. Then he embraced him again and the angel he embraced the Prophet وسلم, tightly and then he let him go he released him and he said to him again read and the Prophet وسلم, again replied or read or recite and he replied I am unable to read okay, I am unable to recite then at the end and he after that after all these three tries he said to him, Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq, iqra' wa rabbuka al-akram, alladhi allama bil-qalam, 
And these were the first verses that were revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in it Allah mentions and he says, And you read in the name of your Lord who has created, He who created mankind from a clot. Read and your Lord is the most generous and he's the one who taught writing by the pen. And the one who, he who taught mankind that which they knew not. So these were the first five verses uh, that were revealed to the Prophet wasallam at that point and by Angel Jibra'il in the cave in the Mount Hira. And they are the first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq. Five, first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq. So the Shaykh he mentions, so upon hearing these, the Prophet ﷺ, he memorized those five verses. He memorized them yeah, in his heart. And these were the first verses that was revealed to him and from Revelation. And by this, by these three, by the revelation of these five verses to him, and he became a prophet. Here he became a prophet and he reached the station of a prophet. Just by the first word, and he by the Just by the first word, the Sheikh mentions here, and he I was the first word, the first word of revelation that was revealed to him by this first word and he reached the station of prophethood. So he continues and oh, before we continue with the Sheikh's Kalam and he want to mention a point here that may confuse as the author mentioned and in the first event that the first verses that was revealed to the Prophet was that of until the verse and that ends in the surah of Al-Mudathir so here Sheikh Fawzan in his explanation he mentions that the first verses it was the first verses who that were revealed to the Prophet was the five verses of Surah Al-Alaq the first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq and so therefore we need to understand that when the Prophet ﷺ received the first part of Revelation, which was the five verses of Surah Al-Alaq, okay, then the revelation ceased. He never received, he didn't receive revelation. And he, after that, for maybe a short while, or a length of time, and then after that, these verses from Surah Al-Mudathir, Al-Mudathir was revealed and it to him. So, altogether, these were the first verses that was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ. But the first one that preceded was the five verses of Surah Al-Alaq. And then the ones that followed later on was these verses from uh, Surah, uh, Surah uh, Al-Mudathir. So, therefore, and he, together they were and he, the first, the first and the verses. And also he he came in Surah uh, Al-Bukhari, if we open now, 
was mentioned by one of the companions that the first verses and the actual first verses that was revealed to the Prophet was that of the the surah the, the verses of Surah Al Mudathir. And this was and he mentioned by Al Bukhari. Okay, so we will mention any this Haddathana Yahya Haddathana Waki and Ali ibn al Mubarak and Yahya ibn Abi Kathir Kala Sa'al to Abba Salama ibn Abdul Rahman and Awulima Nazala min al Quran Kala Ya Ayuhal Mudathir Kul to Yakuluna Ikra Bismirat Bikal Lathi Kalak Fakala Abu Salama Sa'al to Jabir ibn Abdullah and Dalik وقلت له مثل ما قلت لي فقال جابر لا أحدثك إلا ما حدثنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم and, and in this Al-Bukhari he mentions that and in the narration that uh, Yahya ibn Abi Kathir he said that I asked Abu Salama regarding the first verses that was revealed from the Quran and he said, Ya ayyuhal muddathir. And he meaning from Surah al-Mudathir. So I said to him, they say, meaning the others say, that it's iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. And the others are saying that it's from Surah al-Alaq. And he starts with the verse, iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. So Abu Salama, he said, I asked Ali Jabir, and asked Jabir ibn Abdullah regarding this. And he said, and he, what I have said to you now. Okay, and he said, mithli ma li. And I said to him exactly the same thing that you said to me. So Jabir, he said, I, I have not narrated to you except that which the Prophet وسلم, and he narrated and he, to me. And then he said, and of course, and then Jabir, he mentions and the hadith in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he mentions that he was passing and he by the cave of Hira. And as he and he passed, yeah, and he had descended, nuditu. Okay, I was, he says, I was called. The Prophet said, I was called. Okay, somebody called me. فَنَظَرْتُ أَنْ يَمِينِي فَلَمْ أَرَى شَيْئًا So the Prophet said that I looked to my right and I did not see anything. وَنَظَرْتُ أَنْ شِمَالِي فَلَمْ أَرَى شَيْئًا And I looked towards my left and I didn't see anything. وَنَظَرْتُ أَمَامِي فَلَمْ أَرَى شَيْئًا So I looked in front of me and I did not see anything. وَنَظَرْتُ خَلْفِي فَلَمْ أَرَى شَيْئًا And I looked behind me and I did not see anything so I raised my head and he looked towards the sky and I saw something so and when I went to Khadija so I said to her cover me and he covered me and wrapped me up and pour cold water over me. Yeah. 
cover me and wrap me up in the, in, in the garments, cover me and throw any water and, and pour water and cold water and over me. And he said, Qala fanazalat. And then the verses were revealed. Ya ayyuhal muddathir qum fa'andhir wa rabbika fakabbir until the last basically of the verses. So now there's this hadith here which Abu Khari narrated indicate and in this event here was that the event that was I mean, the event of the first revelation I mean, to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Was that the first time that he sallallahu alayhi uh, was passing and he was going to the Mount of Hira. And also, and he mentioned, and he kept that in mind, he mentioned and another hadith, and he again, in which the Prophet said, and I was walking and I heard a voice from the sky. So I raised my eyes and he towards the sky and he says and the angel that had came to me and he before in the Mount of Hira and in the cave of Hira and he was sitting on a kursi yeah he was sitting and on a throne and he between the sky which extended between and he the the sky and the and the earth so I got scared of him. Yeah, I feared him until I descended to the ground and I went, I came to my family and I said, wrap me. Okay, can he cover me? Zamiluni, Zamiluni, Zamiluni. And he wrapped me and he wrapped me up in, in, in the garments and he cover me, cover me. فَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ And Allah sent down يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرِ قُمْ فَأَنذِرِ Until the verse وَالرُّجْهَ فَهْجُرِ قَالَ أَبُوْ سَلَمَ And the, okay, the, uh, the Ibn Kathir and he mentions the meaning of الرُّج who is الْأُوْثَان So now in this again and we see that the Prophet ﷺ he mentioned <coughs> and he was descending and the angel came to him, the angel that came to him in the Mount of Hira. Okay, at this moment here, and he saw Angel Jibreel again. This was the second time that he, Sallallahu Alaihi and he saw Jibreel. And that was the second time, that was when Surah Al-Muddathir, and he was revealed to him. Those verses of Surah Al-Muddathir was revealed and he, to him. So not to confuse any of the affair, uh, that indeed, and the first verses was, that were revealed to the Prophet ﷺ in Mount Hira in the cave was that of Surah Al Alaq, the first five verses. But the scholars mentioned that he okay, after that, okay, he got scared for himself and he went to his wife Khadija and he asked him to cover him. He asked her to cover him because he was afraid to cover him that was the first time and then the second and the scholars mentioned that after that he وسلم, he began to miss that revelation okay because for a period of time nothing came down to, to uh, upon him 
Okay, so during that time between the first revelation, the first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq and Surah Al-Mudathir, during that time, he وسلم, was actually longing and he for, uh, and he for more revelation. Yeah, and he mentioned that he used to basically and he go towards Mount Hira as well. And then and he, uh, on one of the occasions that he saw Angel Jibra'il who appeared to him and he, who called his, his name and he looked around him, he couldn't see anybody, couldn't see anything and he looked towards the sky and he saw Angel Jibra'il. And this was, he, he got afraid again for the second time and he went to Khadija and he again and asked her to uh, wrap him again because he was afraid. Wrap him in the, in the garment, in the garments. And this was the, the time that the, the verses of Surah Al-Mudathir and it was revealed to him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To continue the uh, kalam of Sheikh Al-Fawzan so he said, so now we are at the point where he received uh, the verses from Surah Al-Alaq. Yeah, so he went down and he went, he became, and he, for that moment he was given the station of prophethood. Yeah. Now what is the meaning of a prophet before we go on? What is the meaning of a prophet? What is the difference between a prophet and a messenger? That is a question that arises why did he become a prophet at that point and not a messenger? And he became a messenger with the revelation of the verses from Surah Al-Mudathir. And he, a prophet, the definition of a prophet that the scholars have given, and he, a man in which Allah chose and gave revelation, but he was not commanded to go to a disbelieving nation. Yeah? Prophet is a man who has received revelation, but he was not commanded to go to a disbelieving any nation with that revelation. So he was not commanded to call anybody with that revelation that he was revealed, and he due to a wisdom from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, a prophet is a man which Allah chose, gave revelation, and was sent to a believing nation. A believing nation who already had a prophet that came to them, a messenger that came to them, and they already had a scripture with them. So that prophet, and he was sent to them to reaffirm and in the practice of their book, and not and did not come with new revelation. Yeah. So either a prophet is a man who Allah chose, gave revelation. And he was not commanded to call anybody to it, and he was not sent to a disbelieving nation. And then the second, a prophet likewise, is a man whom Allah chose, and he gave revelation, but he was sent to a believing nation, who already was practicing a scripture from a previous and a prophet and messenger. And a messenger, a man which Allah chose, gave revelation to and he was commanded and he, he was sent to a disbelieving nation and he was sent to a disbelieving nation and he with that revelation that he received he was commanded to call a disbelieving nation and he to it and likewise 
a messenger is a man that was re uh, received revelation uh, from Allah was chosen and received revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was sent to a believing nation and was given revelation to add to that previous revelation that that people had so that prophet and that messenger and he came with something extra like uh, prophet Isa yeah, he was sent to a believing nation and it was the Banu uh, Israel and he came with the Injil he came with an extra revelation which the scholars mentioned was a takmila to complete that revelation and uh, an example of a messenger Musa yeah, uh, examples of prophets like the prophets that came after Musa they were not they not receive any new scripture but they uh, were there and he with Banu Israel and he affirming their book and applying their book and he ruling by the, the book that they received and he from Musa so this is just a little extra benefit uh, that the scholars have mentioned so now when the Prophet he went back to Khadija and he basically mentioned what had happened to him and the Sheikh mentions that he was in fear he was in fear, he was shaking uh, due to the, the event that had just occurred to him and the coming and seeing an angel that came to him in that, in that place, in that location in the cave of Hira and he said to her وَلَقَدْ خَشِيْتُ عَلَى نَفْسِي and I had and been afraid for myself I had feared for myself and when he described and he, to her what had happened so the Sheikh mentioned فَقَالَتْ كَلَّا وَاللَّهِ لَا يُخْزِيكَ اللَّهِ أَبَدًا she said to him no by Allah Allah will not disgrace you Allah will never disgrace you or humiliate you. And she said to him, For indeed, you keep the ties, the family ties, the ties of kinship. And you honor your guest. And you help the weak. And you help the poor. So here the Sheikh mentions that Khadija, he was proving to the Prophet by way of mentioning his praiseworthy attributes that indeed Allah will not and he disgrace you Allah will not and he humiliate you in any way or form because the Sheikh mentions and he, the attributes of the Prophet and he, all of them were praiseworthy attributes yeah were praiseworthy attributes and he said that indeed Allah will not allow to happen that which you have feared and that which you have feared so indeed Allah will not humiliate you in any way or form and he says because his attributes his mannerisms his characteristics وسلم, and they were pra praiseworthy characteristics and this was from the fiqh of Khadija this was her from her and the insight into this affair this was from her 
I need knowledge and her understanding. Radiallahu ta'ala anha. And she was the first person I need to reassure the Prophet regarding I need that which had occurred to him. She was the first person to support him and he in this and gave him comfort and relief. And he from that loneliness that he وسلم, had felt that he was alone and he, in this affair and this situation had just occurred and he, to him. And this was a strong and great stance from her and Khadija. Was a great stance and from her and indeed. So he says, then he وسلم, he said and to her, to Khadija. And he covered me. Cover me. And he says, فَبَيْنَمَا هُوَ كَذَلِكَ جَاءَهُ الْمَلَكِ فَقَالَ لَهُ يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرِ قُمْ فَأَنْذِرِ فَصَارَ بِذَلِكَ رَسُولًا So he said, and he, he صلى الله عليه وسلم, he was in that state. And he, that he went, the second part of the revelation, and he came to him. So not at that instant, straight away, yeah, but he was in that state. And he, why? So the scholars mentioned, what's the meaning of al-mudathir? And the one wrapped in garments. So as we mentioned in the first instance, when he received the first revelation from Surah Al-Alaq, he went to his wife Khadija and asked her to wrap him, and to cover him. And the second time as well, when he saw Angel Jibra'il, when he received the second part of revelation, okay, he was, and he covered in garments. He went to her again, and he was covered. So the Sheikh mentions, and he, perhaps he was in that state when he actually received that second part of the revelation. And he, which called him, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, oh, and the one covered in garments. One covered in garments. And he stand and warn. Stand and warn. Hey, the Sheikh mentions. And by that verse here, by this verse here, he reached the station of a messenger. He was given the status of a messenger. As I mentioned, one of the meanings of, the, of a messenger is a person, only a man whom Allah chose, gave revelation to, and sent to a disbelieving nation and he calling them to it. So by the first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq, he was, not, he was not given any command to call anybody to it. But when the verses from Surah Al-Mudathir was revealed to him, and in the second verse is a command for him to start warning people, to start calling people and he to it. That's why the Sheikh mentions, and he, by this verse, in the second verse of Surah Al-Mudathir, he, and he became a messenger. He became a messenger. And he, because by this verse, Umira bit-tabliq, he was commanded, and he, to spread the religion, and he, to proclaim the religion. And in the first instance, regarding the first uh, verses in Surah Al-Alaq, he was not commanded 
to proclaim those verses. He was not commanded to go and call the people when he took it and warn the people. It was said to him, read in the name of your Lord who created. So therefore, in those verses, he was not commanded any to preach the religion, any to call the people to it. So therefore, at that instance, the first instance, he was a prophet, and then he became a messenger when the verses of Surah Al-Mudathir, and it was revealed to him. And this was the five verses, Ya Iyuh Al-Mudathir, O you covered, and he wrapped up in garments. Kum fa'anvir, arise and warn, wa rabbaka fa'kabbir, and your Lord, and he magnified, wa thiyabaka fa'tahhir, and purify your garments, wa rujza, and keep away from the idols. So these were the second set of verses that were revealed to the Prophet and clearly you see in it the command to arise and warn and in the command to keep away from the idols, to purify your garments. So by this he became a messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so Sheikh mentions here that in the last of those five verses, وَالرُّجْزَ فَحْجُرْ Well, Ajuzal says, وَالرُّجْزَ وَالرُّجْزَ and he فَحْجُرْ So therefore, and he stay and keep away from the idols. So the Sheikh, he mentions here the word, الرُّجْزَ He means الأصنام and the idols. And this is محل الشاهد And if this is the point here, that is the uh, the proof that needs to be picked out so that you and understand this is what and the main thing here that the author wants you to understand and he says and keeping away from the idols is by abandoning them and staying far away from them and then the next verse will you the verse that came after will you and be patient for the sake of your Lord. Another verse that comes and after these verses, and the Shaykh mentions here, and the patience is a must. Patience is a must. He says, because the task that had been placed upon the Prophet was a task that indeed is heavy, a task that is difficult, very difficult. And a task that will be with him for a considerable length of time. Therefore, this task that he was given is in need of patience. It was in need of patience. So this was the first command that Allah Azza wa Jal uh, sent to his Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he sent to his Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that is prohibition against shirk so therefore the first thing that he was commanded to uh, was commanded with was a command that was and to prohibit shirk and he commanded the people to stay away from shirk 
command the people to stay away from the worship of the idols as and he's mentioned in and the verse that was revealed to him and keep away and from the idols and likewise under arise and you rise arise and warn and then warn the people against shirk so therefore as the uh share continues in mentions and the so the first command that he received was the command and he to warn the people and the command to stay and away and far away from any the idols and to abandon them this and he points to the dangers of shirk and he points to how dangerous shirk is if that was the first thing that the prophet sallallahu was commanded and he with and he meaning was commanded to uh to command the people with because he sallallahu alayhi he never and he worshiped any idols he stayed far away from the worship of idols he was not in agreement and it is the worship of idols which his and most of his people were upon so this shows, as the Sheikh mentions, how dangerous shirk is. That was the first command that was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his messenger. And now we continue with the, uh, the lines that the scholar had written. And he says, فَإِذَا فَهِمْتَ أَنَّهُمْ يَفْعَلُونَ أَشَاءَ كَثِيرًا يَعْرَفُونَ يعرفون أنها من الظلم والعدوان مثل الزناء. So here the Sheikh says, so if you come to understand that they used to perform or do many things, meaning the mushrikeen, and they used to know that these things were injustice and that they were transgression, and he liked الزناء. Fornication and adultery. So he, the Sheikh Ali Sheikh Fozan, he comments on this, and he says that these and the people in the time of ignorance, they used to and he practice and perform many actions that were despicable, like and he zina, fornication, and he riba. He used to deal in and usury, while kabair and major sins and major sins next the author continues and he says and you've known that they used to likewise perform any actions of worship which they used to seek nearness to Allah by them, like Hajj and Umrah, and giving charity to the poor, and being good to them, and other than this. So the Sheikh, he, con- he comments on this, Sheikh Fawzan, and he mentions, and, he, يعني, and with these, and the Ibrahim, that they used to have 
some of the re remaining aspects, some remaining aspects of the religion of Ibrahim and with them, the Mushrikeen. So they used to practice certain aspects of the religion of Ibrahim and there's the things as well that they had and he changed. They had, pra uh, for example, practicing any shirk. So like, for example, the hajj that they used to do, the umrah, okay, feeding the poor, being good to the poor. This was things that was, and he, that came down and he had passed down from and the time of Ibrahim, alayhi salam. But of course, there had been changes in it. And he says, and they used to perform Hajj, they used to perform Umrah, they used to give any Sadaqah, any to the poor, to the needy. So they used to do these actions which and they were good in themselves. But and they were void of Tawheed. And those actions were void of Tawheed. And an action, even if it's an action which is seen as a good action if it is void of tawheed therefore it will not benefit the doer of the action it will not benefit any the doer of the action so they used to perform any evil actions alongside those good actions and from the evilest honey of the major action, the major sin that they used to do, and he was shirk. Out of all of those other actions, honey, fornication, and getting involved in usury, okay, adultery, uh, etc. From the worst of them, and he was shirk. Okay, it was shirk. So the shirk continues and he says, that they used to seek neeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he by their actions. These actions that he used to do which contained any shirk. And the shirk mentioned and he due to their ignorance. They used to do these actions and they used to seek neeness to Allah by ways of actions of shirk due to their ignorance. As Allah mentioned in the verse, that they used to say, we do not worship them, except that they may bring us closer to Allah And the Shaykh mentioned, and he says, look at what ignorance does to a person. Look at what ignorance does to a person. انظر كيف يفعل الجهل look how or look what at what ignorance does and to a person it makes the truth look as if it is falsehood it makes the falsehood look as if it is only the truth, the reality, the thing that should be done. And it makes shirk look as if it is only perceived as tawheed. And that it is only seeking neeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore we see here from the kalam of the shaykh only the dangers of being ignorant. The dangers of being ignorant. Is that in a person's mind when 
they've not learned and if they've not extracted any the evidences from the Quran and the Sunnah and they've learned the correct approach to their religion, the correct methodology, you will find that their ignorance causes them to see things that are Sunnah, things that are Tawheed, things that are Haqq. They see opposite that it is Shirk and it is this and this and that and they push themselves away from it and they have and he thinks in their heart against it. So therefore, and it is upon and all of the Muslimun to tread the correct path and the correct methodology in the learning and the practicing of their religion so that they do not become any like those mushrikeen and with their ignorance. So indeed, ignorance has a dangerous effect and on, on a person. وَهَذَا يُعْطِيكَ وُجُوبَ الْإِحْتِمَامِ بِأَمْرِ الْعَقِيدَةِ وَأَمْرَ التَّوْحِيدِ وَالْفِقْهِ فِي ذَلِكِ The Sheikh mentioned, so this should show you the importance of aqeedah and the importance of and the, and the oblig, uh, obligation of learning aqeedah of learning the affair of Tawheed and having the correct understanding and regarding it. And having the correct and the understanding regarding any them. The author continues in his any points that he mentioned in this first event. And with the Mushrikeen, the, the best of the most virtuous of the actions that they used to perform and he with them it was shirk for them they saw the shirk that they were performing was the most virtuous of all of the actions that they were doing and to them it was the most virtuous of action that they could seek nearness to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course due to the ignorance as the shaykh mentions كَمَا ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهُمْ إِنَّهُمْ قَالُوا As Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned regarding them, but they said, مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَىٰ That we do not worship them, and meaning they're idols, they're righteous, they're, they're, they're righteous people, they're the graves. We do not worship them except that they may bring us closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. And likewise they said, هَأُولَاءِ شُفَعَاءُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ these are our intercessors and before Allah. These are our intercessors before Allah. So Sheikh Fawzan, he comments on this and he says, So the Mushrikun, they used to acknowledge that they used to actually worship those idols. They used to worship the, the righteous. They used to acknowledge that. As Allah Jal mentions, in the verse that they used to say themselves, Manabuduhum. Say we do not worship them and accept to bring us closer to Allah. So they acknowledged that their actions were actions and of worship. But they say, Our intent regarding this action of worship that we have performed to the idols, our intent is nothing but that they 
may bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Shaykh mentions that day and he perceived that that was a good action. That was good actions. That was a good thing that they are doing. Because they thought that that was how you magnified Allah Azza wa Jal. This is how you show that Allah is great. Due to the fact that they thought that the idols would bring them closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. Because they thought, as the Sheikh mentions, we are unable to reach Allah except by the worship of them. Okay, by the worship of and the idols and the righteous. We are unable only to, to become near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except and through them, through the idols, through the righteous people that we and he call upon. This is what they claimed. And they said that we seek nearness to Allah Azza wa Jal through them because they were righteous. They were righteous. And the Sheikh mentions gives examples and he like uh, the, the angels. And they meant they included the angels, the previous prophets that they and used to worship. And they used to take them as the middle person between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala azza wa jal. Next we continue with any other line from what the author had mentioned. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى إِنَّهُمْ اتَّخَذُوا الشَّيَاطِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ وَيَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُحْتَدُونَ Indeed, they take the shayateen, devils, as helpers besides Allah, and they consider themselves as being guided. Here, Sheikh Salah Al-Fawzan, and he comments, and he says, كَيْفَ اتَّخَذُوا الشَّيَاطِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ how did they take the shayateen, the devils, as helpers? And it besides Allah Azza wa Jal. They were seeking nearness to Allah Azza wa Jal through the righteous. So how is that any how is that understood? They used to seek any nearness to Allah Azza wa Jal by worshipping Isa alayhi salam, Uzair, and the angels. And the Sheikh says, Naam, and yes, they used to take any the shayateen, the angels, the sorry, they used to take the shayateen, the uh, the devils, as helpers and protectors besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, because any those righteous people that they used to worship, they did not any agree to this, to them being worshipped. They were not pleased with them being worshipped. They never called any people to worship them. They never commanded any people to worship them during their lifetime. And those who used to command them to worship the angels, and the previous prophets and the righteous people are the, and the shayateen. The devils. Here, Alati Amaratum Bil Ibada till Messiah, where Ibada till Malaika, where Uzair, where Rayrim in Al Ambia was Salihin. Where the Shayatin who commanded those people 
to worship the angels, to worship Ozair, to worship the righteous, and to worship any the prophets. So in reality, they are worshiping the shayateen by way of them obeying. Obeying any the shayateen. So here we see any worship in terms of obedience. So their worship of the shayateen and he was one in one aspect by way of obeying them in what they used to command them to do and regarding the command for them to worship the the righteous and the actions of shirk which they were and he commanding them and he to do and at the same time and at the same time they consider themselves to be those who are guided and they thought that that was guidance. This was the guidance. And to worship the righteous. To worship the angels. And that is the path of goodness. And the path to rectification. And Allah Azza He says, وَيَوْمَ يَحْشُرُهُمْ وَمَا يَعْبُدُهُمْ وَمَا يَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَيَقُولُ أَأَنْتُمْ أَضْلَلْتُمْ عِبَادِي هَؤُلَاءِ أَمْ هُمْ ضَلُّوا السَّبِيلِ قَالُوا سُبْحَانَكَ مَا كَانَ يَنْبَغِي لَنَا أَنْ نَتَّخِذَ مِنْ دُونِكَ مِنْ أَوْلِيَاءِ وَلَكِنْ مَا تَعْتَهُمْ وَآبَاءَهُمْ حَتَّى نَسُوا الذِّكْرَ وَكَانُوا قَوْمًا بُورًا Allah Jal mentions in this verse and on the day that he will resurrect them and those whom they worshipped and he will say to them did you use did you misguide my servants or were they the ones who misguided themselves or were they the ones who took the path to misguidance and they will say to them glory be to you it is not befitting for us to take besides you any helpers. Walakin any but you gave them and their fathers comfort until they forgot the warning and they became a people who were lost. And they became a people of a people who became lost. So in this verse we see that on the day of judgment, Allah Azza wa Jal will resurrect everybody everyone will be resurrected and those who were worshipped and everything that was worshipped likewise they will be brought to on the day of judgment brought back to life brought back to into existence and through Allah's and he through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom and justice he will ask those whom the people used to worship did you used to, did you misguide any my my servants? Any meaning? Did you command them to worship you? Did you guide them to worship you and to commit shirk? Or were they the ones who took the misguided path? Who took the path of misguidance? And of course they will say, any before, any all of them will be a witness that indeed it was not befitting for them. I need to take 
anyone besides Allah Azza wa Jal as helpers and protectors. Say, but Allah, you gave them comfort, ease on the, on the earth, them and their fathers. And they took the path. And, and they took the path. And they forgot the reminder. They forgot the warning. So therefore, they became a people and who were lost. So this was the reality and a moqif, an event on the day of judgment that will occur. And that is and he, from Allah's wisdom and his justice that he will prove that to the people who used to and he worship others besides him. And that will be a proof against them on the day of judgment. And Allah Azza wa Jal is the all wise and he is the most just. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَيَوْمَ يَحْشُرُهُمْ جَمِيعًا ثُمَّ يَقُولُ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ أَهَاؤُلَاءِ إِيَّاكُمْ كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ قَالُوا سُبْحَانَكَ Allah says, and on the day that he will gather them together, then he will say to the angels, was it you that they used to worship? Was it you? And that they used to worship. Glory be to you. And they freed themselves from this. You are our Lord. And besides them, And instead, they used to worship the jinn. And most of them were believers in them. And most of them were believers and in them. So this is another proof as well. That the mushrikeen, they obey the jinns. They worship the jinns. And they are believers and in them. And they and follow the commands of the shayateen. And they fall into actions of shirk. So here we see. Sheikh Fawzani mentions that we see that Allah will cause the angels to free themselves from the, the worship that was attributed to them by the mushrikeen. So this occurred through the command of the shayateen. They used to command the people. The Sheikh says the shayateen from the jinn the devils from the jinn and the, je- and the devils from the people. And they used to command the people, I need to commit shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the shaykh, he says, I need to finish off. The shaykh says, so this points to the fact I need that what we need, what is taken into consideration, and it is not the intention alone. And the intention, a person's intention is not the only thing which is taken into consideration. And he, or, or the fact that he did not intend and he, to do evil. And he says, and he, the consideration is not this only. And he, what is must included and he, with this is al-ittiba'a rusul And he following and he, the prophets, the prophets. وَمَنْ سَارَ عَلَى نَهْجِهِمْ And those and he, who followed in their path. For a person to have a good intention but an evil action, like an action of shirk, 
يعني لا ينفع there's not benefit فلم يكن هذا عذرا لهم so this is not an excuse يعني for them a person has a good intention he wants to worship Allah but he's doing an action of shirk and he's worshiping the graves and this is not be an ex- not be an ex- will not be an excuse for him لأن الله أرسل الرسل وأنزل الكتب لإنكار ذلك because Allah has sent the prophets and has sent the scriptures the books and in which disapprove this and in which goes against this therefore the Quran and it is before us the Sunnah is before us and that which is in it and is clear that Allah Azza wa Jal in his book and the Prophet he called the people to Tawheed to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he alone and to stay far away from shirk so if a person has a good intention but his action is an action of shirk bowing down to the graves and worshipping uh, the worship of the, the righteous in the graves that is not an excuse for him and it because and the Quran is before us knowledge and it is with us and it is for the people to seek that knowledge and the end and he to learn so we'll end uh, with this and we will continue inshallah next time uh, to finish off this first any event what the author has mentioned and what uh, the uh, the Sheikh Salih Al-Fawzan and he mentioned and he regarding them